0: your Classic Metal Show right here on theclassicmetalshow.com. That is brand new music from the band Bonfire. The new album is called Fistful of Fire, and it is an ass kicker. The name of that tune should prove that to you. It's called Gotta Get Away. And here's a guy that's gotta get away from being at home and gotta get back on the road, I'm assuming. It is the bassist of Bonfire, Mr. Ronnie Parks. Ronnie, how are you?
1: Hey, hey, Chris. How's it going? Yeah, exactly, man. I gotta get out of this house. I can't take (laughs) it anymore.
0: Now, I, I gotta ask you Ronnie right off the bat, are you are you playing at least? I mean is that is that what musicians seem to be doing these days is just sitting at home and practicing and
1: playing and writing? Yeah, I mean I, I, I always play anyway, just you know, just sitting around and I always pull out a guitar and just start playing. But um, yeah, I mean that's basically what I've been doing. <laughs> just <laughs> that and eating. Right. So hopefully, I can fit out the door when uh, it's time to get out.
0: <laughs> that's that seems to be everybody's biggest fear is that they're going to put on the. I've, I've seen it called now the, like you know how they have the freshman fifteen. Now I, I've seen the virus fifteen is is a new <laughs> term that's being ter- put out.
1: Yeah, that's totally true, man. <laughs> it's totally true. It's
0: too funny. Well, once you do get back out there, you will have something awesome to promote for you know at shows and you, this new record, fistful of fire. I'm going to argue that it might be the most energetic and big-sounding release that Bonfire has had. What a great record, man.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we feel really good about this record. And, uh, you know, I mean, Bonfire has such a history of of records. It's not so known in the USA as it is in Europe. Right. Uh, in Europe, it's very well known. And in Europe, we toured, um, well, I wasn't in the band at the time, but they did tour with Judas Priest and toured with ZZ Top you know, the whole European tours. So um, Bonfire has been built up in Europe for, for a really long time. And here it's just kind of uh, just recently people starting to know about it.
0: Do you, do you think that people are starting to know about it because the Internet itself has made the world a smaller place, at least for people that are looking for music?
1: Yeah, very well could be, um, you know, because back then when they, when they did do those tours, you know, they were on a big, really big record label and, uh, you know, they, they lived in the USA actually for a really short time when they were writing um, one of their biggest records. Um, and uh, now, you know, it's the internet makes everything smaller. So people, people can hear anything.
0: Right. Definitely. Yeah. Well, this new release, Fistful of Fire, it, it, it really, one of the things that it feels like, at least as an outsider looking in, is it feels like you guys, after a couple of years working together, have settled, settled in with um, Alex on vocals. You know, yeah. how has the band changed since Alex took over the vocal spot?
1: Yeah, I mean Al- Alex is a great singer. He's really he doesn't sound like anybody else. Like he can't right. see, like you know, you could say oh this guy sounds like uh, Rob Halford or this guy sounds like but Alex just sounds unique and that's one of the really great things about his voice. And he's got a really great stage presence and and just his whole persona is is really great. So yeah, I mean since Alex has been in the band, um it just everything just seems to flow together. All the guys in the band came from heavier bands in the past. So it also brought a, a little more edge to everything. So Bonfire, I'd say in the last like five years, we've gotten a little bit heavier than we used to be.
0: And, and it shows on Fistful of Fire. It, you know, I, I was going to say to you, this, this release has so much more energy. Not that the other ones were flat or boring or anything, but this just is like a real rocker. It's, it's, it is a definite upgrade in energy from, from the, the last at least three releases.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're totally, we're totally digging it. And I mean, uh, that's the type of music we all like. So it comes out very natural. And, you know, we just, we're, we're just what comes out, you know, we're just trying to make good songs. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel and, and be a band from 1986. And, right. you know, in 2020, we're like a totally different band. We don't, we, we can't do that really. So, you know, we just play what we, what we do. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, it comes out and it works.
0: And that's probably you probably, you know, not that there's ever any advantage to not being a big band when the band, you know, originally came out. But the fact that a lot of people here in the States really didn't discover Bonfire until more recently, it doesn't limit what you can do to the sound that you created, you know, 35 years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, Bonfire's biggest album was, uh, fireworks from 1986. Right. So, and at that time I think they were on MCA records and, uh, you know, it was around the same time, a little bit later than the Scorpions, mm-hmm. but in, in Germany it was, you know, the three big bands were the Scorpions, Bonfire and Accept. Right. You know, and people in the USA just never, it just never caught on. Except and and Scorpions caught on in the USA, but Bonfire for some reason never did. It, so the European presence is really big, but in in America it's it's not so big.
0: Isn't it weird how there are bands like obviously like Bonfire and and you know Annihilator comes to mind too that are just you know really great bands and and have a long history, but yet for whatever reason it just never caught on. And and you would think, especially in those times where. It was it was kind of a limited, it was limited as to the press that you could get. But man, if you, I remember reading about Bonfire in like Hit Parader or Rip or you know th- yeah, those types yeah. of magazines. It's just odd that that the band never
1: exploded here in the states. Yeah, it is very strange. I, I I don't know why. I mean, there there are a lot of bands even now. You know, there's there's bands that are really big in, in Europe, like Nightwish and stuff right. like that. But here. Uh, you know, they're, they're not so big. Yeah. They're, you know, even, even Rammstein, yeah. uh, I mean, in Europe, forget it. He sells out the uh, stadiums and, and everything, but you know, this is his first time coming over here, but actually that I think probably got canceled as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw he had a tour coming up here.
0: Yeah. And boy, you talk about that band. What an amazing, you know, not, not to get off the beaten path, but what an amazing right. run for, for those guys, they're, they're one of those bands that 99% of, of Americans can't name three songs of, and yet they still sell out stadiums. Yeah. It's
1: crazy. Yeah. yeah, and they sing in German, so I, I probably 90% can't even understand what they're saying. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just the, the sound of the music, maybe, I guess, or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, crazy. Well, yeah. Well, for you, Ronnie, you know, the one thing that, that stands out for, with, with you being in Bonfire is... You're, you're the lone American that's based, that's based here. I believe is that, does that, what kind of difficulties does that cause for (laughs) you? I got to imagine that that makes it not really the easiest situation to write in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've been dealing. Uh, I've been dealing uh, with going to Germany now for uh, six years, I think, okay. about six years. And uh, I mean, it was a real culture shock because I mean, of course, I've been to Europe before, but I never to this extent. You know, now I go there and I'm there for two months or three months. I actually had to get a visa to live in Germany, and uh, you know, all the guys they do speak English, and a lot of people do speak English in Germany. Um, and German is so hard to learn. Right. It's really like, I mean, I, I've been working on it for five years and I can understand a lot and I could go into a store and order something or, or something like that, you know, but, um, I, half the time, I don't know what people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> So that does create a little bit of a difficulty. Um, I actually was planned. We, were, we had a tour. I should be on tour right now, but obviously under the conditions, that's not possible. Right. So uh, we had a tour for 20 days, I think, in April, starting on April 2nd. And then in May, I was going to be moving to Ireland. Okay. Because uh, my wife is Irish, and um, it's just easier to to go back and forth between Ireland and Germany than it is the USA and Germany. Sure. It's a lot cheaper and it's a lot shorter flight. So the plan was to move there, but now that's also for me, I don't know. Right. I don't know what's going to happen now with that. I don't know. And I I think this whole thing with this pandemic is going to change the way people travel. Oh yeah. You know, it's going to be something like, like nine 11, I think like where they made security like really important because even if they do let everybody go, and they say okay uh, everything's back on you can come to germany now but germany's the borders are closed right now between other countries between italy and germany and switzerland so i don't i don't know what the hell's going to happen i have no idea <laughs> it's crazy man it's crazy as a musician will you
0: have will you have some apprehension about just getting on a long flight like that. Because, I, I mean, you know as well as I do, you get on a plane, it's nine yeah. hours, Germany's what, nine
1: hours or something like that? Uh, yeah, it's about seven hours, yeah. eight hours, yeah.
0: So that's seven, eight hours of breathing air that other people have breathed and you don't know where yeah. they've been either. That's scary stuff uh, after, I, I, it's weird how it was not scary at all six weeks ago. And now, exactly, and yeah. now all of a sudden we're petrified of you know breathing in the wrong germ
1: yeah yeah and you know hopefully I mean I've been watching the news a lot and stuff and and they've been saying that uh, you know the numbers are a lot lower than they expected sure and so hopefully hopefully it's not as bad as they were predicting and and that everybody staying home really helped a lot you know so hopefully things get back to normal faster yeah let's hope so yeah.
0: Well, Oof. well, Ronnie, let's talk about the first single, which sort of ties into this. It's um, "Rock and Roll Survivors," which uh, certainly, certainly, <laughs> we're all rock and roll survivors at this point. But it, it, that song, you know, outside of the coronavirus, that song really seems to be a kind of a theme about the band itself. You know, it, it seems like the band has survived a very long time, and and is still going. You know, what, was that the intention with Rock and Roll Survivors or is it just kind of a cool song and the words fit or how,
1: how did that come yeah, to Yeah, it, it kind of, you know, as we as we were writing the songs, a lot of times we'll say, oh, yeah, this song would be great if it was about this, you mm-hmm. know, or about that. And then uh, I'm actually the one who writes the lyrics. And um, so, you know, I'll come up with an idea of what, of what we had. And he actually mentioned that to me. He said, you know, like uh, Rock and Roll Survivors. And then we just, I just went with the lyrics with that, you know, and it's really true because he's been around since 1986 um, with this band and we're still out there playing shows. People show up and they sing the songs and they know the songs and buy the albums and, uh, you know, it's, it's still, it's still working. It's still working. So, yeah.
0: And it has a, it has a cool video with the female boxers in it. That's, that's a, it's a very cool, very, very rock video that goes with it.
1: Yeah, she's uh, she's actually a world uh, three time world champion kickboxer. Okay. Yeah, so um, you know, I had I had met her um, in Germany. We were doing some tour, and she was friends with uh, Bobby Kimball Okay. from From Toto, Toto, and he was part of this thing that we were doing, and uh, so that's how we met her. And then when we were thinking about the video, we're like, "What should we do? Well, like, let's do a boxing." Hans came up with the idea let's do a let's do a boxing match. And uh, that's perfect for rock and roll survivors. Like, we never go down, you know? Sure. And um, I, we called Tina, and she's she has a, a fitness studio with a boxing ring and a film studio. So she fit perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, we called her up, and she's like, yeah, yeah. And, and we said, well, you want to be in it? Yeah, great, I'll be in it. And uh, she actually really took some punches, man, in that video. <laughs> Jeez. She really did. Like they were really hitting each other, and you were like, "Damn, don't hit me!" Like, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were sitting on the side watching the whole thing, and we're like, "Whoa, man!" <laughs> there was a couple times he really, she, you know, the other boxer really connected and, and really hit her hard. we were like, "Wow,
0: that's commitment to the craft, my friend."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's great, man. She has a she has her own band too, and uh, she was actually going to be a support band for us on, okay. on the tour in April. So um yeah unfortunately well, you know we'll see what happens.
0: Right certainly. Well the other song that really stood out at least to to me and and most of the songs on Fistful of Fire are are excellent but the one that stands out to me as a, as a real strong track is the title track Fistful of Fire. That 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 is far and away probably my favorite song that I've heard from Bonfire in years man. What a great
1: track. Yeah, that that is a cool track. I really like that too, and especially as we were recording it, as it was coming out, we're like I'm like, man, this song sounds different. It sounds old, but it sounds new. But it sounds like kind of a little, I don't know what. It just sounds different, you right. know. And uh, I really liked it. And and the whole premise of the song was, um, you know, Greta Greta Thornberg, You know yeah, who that is? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was on the news like every day, and. Some of it I was like, okay, you know, I get it and I give her respect because she was a 16 year old kid and ended up speaking at the UN, you know. So you have to give her credit for that. Not many 16 year olds get that far with what they're trying to do. But at some points, I felt her approach was a little like, you know, how dare you and all this. (laughs) So the lyrics are kind of really like tongue in cheek. You know, it's true, we do have to save the world. But uh, you know, I think there's a certain way to do it, and, and not go. F- you can't go full crazy and just change everything. And I mean, you can't. It's impossible, you know. Right. So so that's basically it's a, it's like a tongue in cheek, you know. It's it's sing- sung from their her followers or or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. From that point of view. Right.
0: So. And and it came out so strong, man. What it, I mean, it's it's just. It's probably the most hook-filled song on the, on the whole album as well. It really pulls you in, man. It's a great tune.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole album is full. It's all hooks, man. Everything yeah. is hooks. <laughs>
0: yeah, no kidding. No. Yeah. It's, it's made for a fishing trip, as they say, yeah. because it's all hooks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, you know, I, I like that type of music. I like music that's, if, if it's too deep, or too, you know, I, I listen to music to, to not worry about my problems. I don't, uh, you know, right. I don't want to, or, or like if stuff is too heavy, I mean, I can't address, I can't imagine like, okay, like you mentioned Annihilator,
0: yeah.
1: but I can't imagine waking up every morning and listening to that, driving to work and then driving home. And then, you know, it's, it would get me angry. I'd, I'd want to beat people up or something. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I like the heavy and I like it in doses, but uh, I like commercial music, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a young kid and I was into Eagles and stuff like that too. So, so I like that and I appreciate that type, that type of music. So we try to incorporate that as well. Well,
0: and you know what, that kind of music is, is more timeless. You know, when you, when you're, when you go heavy, when you're a Pantera or you know, Annihilator, Anthrax or whatever, it Mm. plays to a certain audience, but, you know, a Motley Crue song can sound pretty good to anybody from 1986 to a kid today.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, I, uh, for me, since I, I'm the one that writes the lyrics, when I started writing lyrics, I, I would look at songs and say, like, you know, how do they do it? Why, what makes a hit song? Why, why does a song have this mm-hmm. catchy hook or, like, why does it stick in my head? And I, I just looked at it and it can't be so deep. It can't be. It can't be where, like, you know, I'm talking about clouds and and metaphors and everything, and then it's like, what are you? What are you trying to say? What are you talking about? I mean, of course, everybody will get their own opinion of what the song means, but I noticed that, you know, it just needs to be simple, and really just simple. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. And all the best hit songs from history are simple songs. They're really simple, you know.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. So, and, and and sometimes yeah. when you get when you get too message driven, it alienates yeah. your audience. You know, it, it just True. alienates yeah. a bunch of people from listening to because they don't necessarily agree with you. It's, it's, I've always thought it's much better when you don't know what it's about and you can put your own meaning to your own stamp on it.
1: Yeah. Or it's just something that's not so deep. <laughs> exactly. Know, it doesn't need to be about, you know, saving the world and, and everything, or political statements and all that stuff. It, it just doesn't need that. Right. It doesn't need it. You know, that's not really what music's about. Okay, I get the point. You're, you know, you're popular and you have a voice and you can use it to say something good, but what you say good for you is not good for somebody else, so... Why? Why waste your time, man? Yep, I
0: agree, man. You know. Yep. Well, well, Ronnie, I I know it's a weird time. Can you even look forward and have any idea what's next for Bonfire, or do you just are you like the rest of us, just kind of kind of watch Netflix until this is done, and then start making
1: decisions? Well, yeah, I mean, we do. um, The album is doing really good, and actually charted in Germany. We just found out today, uh, charted at number twenty. Excellent. on the official German chart so that, so that's really good. Um, and we did move all the dates that we were supposed to be doing right now um, to September in hopes that uh, you know things are better by then. We did have some big festival shows in the summer but I really doubt that those are going to happen. We had a really huge festival we were doing in Russia. Um, it was going to be in Moscow okay. uh, I think in August. I'm not sure if that's happening because, of course, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows what's really going on in Russia, you know, right. um, with the situation. <laughs> so right. I, I don't know what's going to happen. And that was supposed to be a really big festival. I think ACDC was playing and uh, wow, they were really getting some really big bands on there. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's still going to happen. And, and I don't know the situation in Russia either. So sure. Yeah, I mean, we're just hoping for the best. That's all.
0: Right. Well, for yeah. now... For now, since nobody's going anywhere anyway, your best bet is to check out the brand new release from Bonfire. It is called Fistful of Fire. It is, it's available wherever you buy music, and it's certainly available anywhere that you stream music. So, yep. Ronnie, why don't, you, um, why don't we wrap this one up with you uh, picking a song from the, from the album? Maybe tell us a quick story about it. Okay.
1: Uh, how about uh, When an Old Man Cries? All right, and why that that's, one? That's uh, that's about. There's two actually two versions on there. The last one is an acoustic version, um, which I kind of almost like better. Okay. Um, and then there's uh the regular version with this, which is in the middle. Um, and this song was about uh, Hans. We you know. Basically, everybody in the band is, is older. The band's from 1986. So, right. um, you know, Hans's son was having some problems with drugs and uh, the police and different things, you know. And now Hans is totally clean. He doesn't do drugs anymore. He partied like 1986, like an, a, a rock star would do in 1980s, you know. Right. And now he doesn't drink. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do any drugs. He doesn't do anything. So... He was basically the song is about that, you know. He's like, I lived my life and I did all this stuff, and really, it's not, it's not good. It's not going to get you anywhere, you know. So, so don't do it. And the moral, well, the end of the story is that everything is good now. He's he's under control and everything's good. So, um, yeah, that's what the song is about. It was just about that time in our lives.
0: Awesome. Well, let's check it out right now. It is When an Old Man Cries. It's Bonfire right here on your classic metal show.